0: the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, our featured guest is Randall Garcia, and you can find him at RandallSGarcia.com. That's RandallSGarcia.com. You can also find out his company at Creative-Campaigns.com. That's Creative-Campaigns.com. Let me tell you about this guy, Randall. I met Randall at the New Media Summit in Austin, Texas where I was one of the icons, podcasters, and Randall was in the audience and he paid a, a significant amount of money to be there and to get booked as a guest on different podcasts. And what's cool is he's now coming back in February to this same conference here in my backyard in Tampa, Florida, as one of the icons. Because he's got his podcast up and running and he's kicking butt. So here's what he's done. He's a top podcast and radio host. He's streaming on iTunes, Google Play, all the major outlets. He's got the three different really cool shows. The Millennial Leadership Show. So if you're a millennial and you're trying to figure out life, like like adulting, and you just don't even know how that stuff works, Like go listen to Randall's show, the millennial leadership show. And then for all of us, us us, uh, leaders, right? We're leaders in our businesses. We kick butt, right? When it comes to success and competition and we thrive on that. But are we leading at home? That's the question. Are you leading at home? Because if you're losing at home, but winning in your business, you're not a winner. You're a loser, right? That's the bottom line. So his other show is Lead at Home, Win at Life. Lead at Home, Win at Life. And then of course, he's got the big podcast, The Business of You. Building a business around your number one passion. Not just about chasing the money, but what's that thing that drives you? What's that thing that God put inside of you? That hunger, that fire that will fuel you the rest of your life so that you leave behind a legacy, of a meaningful life. So Randall, welcome to the show. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro. Would you? I,
1: yeah, man. Thank you for that intro. Uh, you, you basically hit all, all the main things uh, that, especially the things that I can talk about on this show. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very excited to be here. And, you know, Joseph, I know you're doing a bunch of amazing things, especially with this show. You know, knowing that most entrepreneurs, when they start out, Um, You know, they might have dreams of making a million dollars, but if they can't make their first hundred K, then there's a problem there, right? (laughs) You have to get to that point before you start scaling a business. So I'm super excited to give my tips and to help anybody who's listening, uh, expand and scale their business and and even just start it. So
0: now let me ask you this, Randall, how old are you right now?
1: I just turned 30. (laughs) Cool.
0: And when did you, at what age were you when you started your first business and had some early on success? Yeah.
1: I was, in, I was in college, I was uh, 20, 20 years old, I was almost 21 years old, and that's when I started creative campaigns, um, basically helping small businesses at the time uh, do social media management. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, I just knew I was a millennial and I knew a, a thing or two about the internet, and that's kind of how I got my feet wet, and it sounds real generic and there's a plenty of people still doing that, but what it, it turned out is uh, you know, that business ended up um, definitely making its first 100k in my first year because I landed a, a deal with a a multi-billion dollar healthcare company so it was just starting small and then working hard and you know finding the the, the right people um, is was really what what contributed to that success and of course that's my first business there's several more that I started where so I know we're talking about my first 100K. My question is, which business do you want to talk about?
0: <laughs> I want to talk about uh, this business that you're in right now today, okay? Yeah, because like I look back on when I was 19, I started my first business. I did $2 million in my first year. Mm-hmm. However, people think, okay, once you've done that, now every business after that is like easy breezy success. Exactly. And that's not the case at all. I've had so many failures after that. So it's not always about, you know, sometimes we just get the timing right, things just happen, and boom, it takes off. Most of the time, I would say, it's not the case. It's grit, it's hustle, it's hard work, it's paying, you know, paying the dues. So before we get into your personal story, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know.
1: (laughs) Well, um, I would say that... You know, from the outside looking in, people might think I'm the most confident person when it comes to my business. And I really am. And I know and I believe what I do. But I'm just like everyone else. When I'm scared to death, (laughs) scaling my business and taking it to that next level. I mean, even now, you know, making, you know, the money that I'm making now, a quarter of a million dollars last year on residual income on one business alone. um, You know, when I'm thinking how... Taking that to the next level is scary because that's more responsibility. There's more people to deal with. How, what does that look like? You know, am I able to scale that? And that fear never leaves you. And so people will come to me for advice and I'll coach them. But at the same time, I think some of that fear stays with you. It just depends on what level you're on. So I'll say I approach business scared to death. But that also is a good thing because, you know, you, you're on edge and it, it keeps you Um, it keeps you hustling and keeps you wanting to know more and learn more where you're never satisfied. So so something that not many people know, I'm scared to death (laughs) about scaling businesses. So that's a big one.
0: That is a big one. Thanks for sharing that. Because you do occur, when I met you, you occurred really confident and just... Good business posture, I think, is a a nice way to say it. Mm -hmm. And to hear that, hey, you're just as scared as everyone else on the inside, right? And we all wear these masks in our life, don't we? Especially in our business life where we're always trying to look good or we're trying to avoid looking bad to everyone else. Instead of just showing up authentic and saying, hey, right now I'm really scared. Like, I don't know what to do. And regardless exactly. of all the success I've had. So thanks for going there with uh, Startup Nation. That's awesome. All right. So you spoke about, I, I jump right into business, like how much uh, revenue did your business uh, do in the last 12 months gross? You spoke about 250 uh, k in residual income. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Uh, is that gross revenue or is that what you're taking home? And if so, how much did the business do gross?
1: Um, that is gross revenue, and I have very little expenses in the business because um, the the business that I'm talking about is actually an insurance sales, is Medicare sales for seniors, and uh, my partners basically help co-op all of the office space, all very 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 little overhead. I have mm. ten people that work under me, but they're not employees, so you know, the typical write-offs, you know, the meals and the car and things like that. But it's a, it's pretty close to that.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. So what business do you want to talk about today? Are we talking about, uh, your personal brand with the podcast or do you want to talk about Randall, uh, uh, the creative campaigns or do you want to talk about this, uh, Medicare and insurance
1: business? I think, I think, I think what it is, is it, it, you know, for your podcast and for your audience, I think. Mm some of the principles behind getting your first 100k, I could talk about either business, you know, one being marketing, and then the other one being sales. And I think I can hit your listeners on either topic. I mean, I can share, you know, my top three tips that would basically take, you know, help anybody in any business succeed. And I think they're the same principles that can be applicable anywhere. So uh, how about we do that?
0: Let's do it. Yep. Marketing and sales. This is what we all struggle with. Let's be honest about it. We have great products. We're great people, but we suck at putting it out there in the world in a way that is really compelling, right? So go ahead. What are your top three tips or strategies, principles that I can apply to my business right here, regardless of the stage?
1: Well, so here's the thing. And I talk about this in some of my other podcasts, um, especially the business of you. My first tip is to start with you. And the reason is, is because a lot of people, they'll get these ideas of starting a business and being an entrepreneur, but they're taking someone else's idea. They're taking someone else's passion. And if you don't start with you first, um, then there's going to be problems down the road. Um, You're going to lose that passion. You're going to lose that fire um, if you're not doing something that you really enjoy. Uh, Joseph, I know you know what it's like where you feel like you may have not even worked a day in your life because you love what you do. And that's where people, uh, you know, really, really excel. So you have to start with you. You have to start with what you're passionate about. And I know that's a a common answer, but it really is important. I've had many people come to me and say, you know what? I'm tired of working my nine to five. I want to start a business. And I say, what are you passionate about? And they're like, what are you talking about? I just want to start a business. (laughs) I say, listen, if you want to start out with the right foot forward, you got to start with you. Like, what are you interested in? And then go from there. So I do something called a life plan. Um, you know, there's different types of life plans out there, but that's basically starting with me, with my goals. What is my schedule? What, what do I want my schedule to look like? Um, what things am I interested in? And then how am I going to set goals for my life? And then how does my life uh, also incorporate my business? So how much time?
0: How five. much time did you put into that, coming up with that life plan and actually? completing it, filling it. Was this like a few
1: hour thing? Was it a few days, a few weeks? The, the first time that I did a life plan, um, it took two days. It was a weekend. I got away. I sat and I, and I had read a book on it. It's actually called um, living forward by Michael Hyatt. And he talks about the value of a life plan. So I basically followed his model and it took, it was a weekend. That was the first time I did it. Um, I do quarterly reviews during the year and every year, I try to get away for one day to review my life plan, to make edits. You know, I always say things like that. When you do a life plan, it, you're not, you don't have to write it in Sharpie. It's pencil. Things can be adjusted. <laughs> so you don't have to get all the answers right on the first try. It's just getting your life on the right track. And I think that's super key for entrepreneurs.
0: That's very, very positive. I like it. I think it's fantastic. What's the name of the book again for Startup Nation?
1: It's called living forward by Michael Hyatt. I highly recommend it. In fact, I reread it as my first book every single year.
0: Got it. Fantastic. Startup nation. You heard that here. Okay. What's your second tip? What's your second strategy principle Um, that you want to give?
1: I would say investing in yourself, um, as a business. So, you know, you know, I know you're probably gonna ask me what my number one, like, uh, failure is later. But here's here's one that I thought was a failure, but it actually turned out to be a success because you don't really see the big picture all the time. But when I first started Creative Campaigns, I actually spent, I don't know, 10K on a coach. And I didn't have 10K. I put it on a credit card. <laughs> I put it, uh, it. And so I took this huge risk. Yeah, it's a bold I, move, right? It, it was a bold move. And I did not have the money. I did not know how I was going to pay it. But I knew that I needed to acquire knowledge from someone who has been there, done that. I wanted to move forward and I didn't want to learn, you know, through years of trial and error. Um, so I, I I paid the money and at the time I was broke as heck and I didn't know how I was gonna pay my bills and things like that. But then after about after a few years I looked back, that was what kind of jump started everything. And I said that was like the first time I actually, you know, was mentored through starting my business and scaling it. And it was those principles that I still use now, um, to generate sales and to know how to market myself and brand myself in you know, competitive environments in the business world. So, so uh, Randall, you you invested,
0: you you invested $10,000 on your credit card with money you didn't have to hire a coach. What would have happened had you not done that?
1: I would have been spinning my wheels for years. I feel like what I learned there, it definitely expedited my business success. Um, So, you know, if you're looking at getting a coach, you know, Joseph, I believe you do some coaching in different realms. So if you're listening to this podcast, it is an investment I will preach about all day long because if I did not invest in myself in that way, I, you know, someone, I think I read a quote, it says, if you don't invest in yourself, then who else is going to invest in you? And I, that kind of really hit me. I said, I need to invest in myself. And you know, I'm not telling you to go broke and to go into debt. Um, but I think if you would look at the big picture of your life and you, and you find the right coach, I think it would be well worth it. Um, these yeah. are the risks that many entrepreneurs take that really expedite their business growth.
0: I get it. Listen, I just, uh, Not too long ago, a few months ago, I cut a a check uh, for the largest amount I've ever invested in myself uh, to contract with an agency that builds platform, right? Takes uh, personalities that are unknown like me and then builds them into national and international platform. Mm -hmm. So that was not an easy move to do that. Like That was a large check and there was a whole lot of other expenses going on in my business. I was buying out a business partner and I cutting him a check and all these things. But I am a huge fan, Startup Nation, of what Randall is saying. Invest in yourself, whatever that looks like. You have blind spots, things mm-hmm. you don't even know you don't know. Those are the areas that hold you back in your life. You can't see them, but they're running in your subconscious. Maybe it's from childhood belief systems, limiting belief systems, you know, poor decisions over a lifetime, whatever it is. But you need someone to call you out objectively and say, hey, you need to like a golf swing. You need a coach, right? To see that if you just move your foot to the left, your swing is going to go straight every single time. But if they didn't point that out to you, you keep chopping into
1: the woods
0: and you're doing the same in your business. I feel like
1: I would have spent way more money in trial and error than I would have spent just learning it from the get go.
0: There you go, right? So that's a great point. You put 10000 on your credit card. How much would it have cost you had you not hired that coach and exactly. lost sales, missed opportunities, et cetera? Probably hundreds of thousands, I would suspect. Exactly. All right, so Randall, uh, what would be your third tip or strategy for Startup Nation to make their first 100K and get over that milestone?
1: Well, I might come at it from a different perspective. Um, I know some people will say hustle, hustle, hustle. Um, for me, it's always been balance. Um, I, I truly do believe that, you know, becoming successful, it doesn't require you working, you know, 16-hour uh, days, um, seven days a week. You know, uh, Gary,
0: uh, uh, Gary Vanerchuk would be yelling at you right now. I know, you know that, I know right? Because he takes pride on 18-hour days. He's like, 18-hour days, I'll outwork any person on the planet Earth. Yes. What would you say to him about this?
1: I would say that we're playing a different game. Uh, I'm playing. I feel like I I would be playing more of the game of life, um, of you know. I do have we we have differences of our our lives. I I'm married and I have two kids, so my priorities might look a little bit different than Gary's. And so for me, uh, being like success is defined a little bit different than Gary. You know, his might he might be passionate about what he does. He might be making a lot of money, but like you said, if you're not leading at home, then you're not really winning. That's one of my podcasts. So. So Uh, here's
0: what's interesting, right? Because right on Gary's, I think it's his Instagram. He says family first. Interesting. Right? And he's got wife and kids, man. But he he has himself on 18 hour days.
1: So that's my thing is like, I feel like it's my responsibility. Like if you ask me what my top five priorities are, I would say God, my marriage, then my me being a father, then my health and then work. So, and I think a lot of people would kind of have a similar mindset. They say, this is what I think my priorities are. But my thing is I have to actually delegate the appropriate time to make sure that I'm living out those priorities. So yeah, work, it's not that work is the end of the list. The list goes on from five, but living a balanced life, you know, I feel like you can have an overall balanced, successful life, um, by just making sure that you're keeping your priorities in order, and I, I do truly feel like I'm a little bit opposite than Gary. I'm not hustle, 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 although I do work hard, and I do work a nine to five, not, not, you know, I'm self-employed, but that's kind of the hours I ch- tend to work, and I don't like going overboard because I know my priorities lie with, you know, the people at my, at home, so...
0: I get that, and I think there is a, a very important distinction here, Startup Nation, between what Randall's saying and what Gary Vaynerchuk is speaking about. Now, keep in mind that there's a separation here. Randall is doing two hundred fifty thousand a year in one business, and he's probably doing some more there. So he's he's not going for the big, big, big financial success, success, success. Now you got Gary Vaynerchuk, who's running a hundred million dollar brand, exactly. right? That's a totally different perspective. Yeah, that may require 18 hours a day to do that. And this goes back, I think, Randall, to your point. Do you really want all that overwhelm and stress and worry? And like the more you acquire, the more responsibility, the more you have to manage, the more anxiety. Yes, you make more money, perhaps, but is it worth it? Or is the better life to hit that 250K mark? what's that study that's out there? I think the number, and don't quote me if I'm off a little bit, but um, they say like uh, 250,000. Yeah, happiness associated with the amount of income. And it actually starts declining after you make, I think it's 250 to 300 somewhere in there, depending on what part of the planet you live on. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you're right at that sweet spot for here in the US. I think it's like 250 to 300. Um, And then- because if you start making $10 million here in the US, dude, like your happiness, like stress, overwhelm, anxiety, bills, worries, people's lives, careers, families, all this stuff. So Startup Nation, I think sit with that and ask yourself, what do you want? And make that part of your life plan.
1: Exactly. It right? goes back right to the life plan is people are going to have different goals, different desires. And just if you can live according to what you put on paper, Um, And what your true goals are, then, you know, you can achieve the success that you define for yourself. Um, And everyone's going to have a different answer. This one's mine, though.
0: (laughs) And I'm sticking to it, darn it. Yeah. All right. Randall, what was the big hairy mistake that you made in this business that you're in right now? Like, and maybe you look back and you're like, I'm really glad it happened. But at the same time, you look back and you go, man, what an idiot I was like, why did I do that? Everyone has one. What's yours?
1: I think it was, um, you know, there's, I I feel like the biggest one that I can think of was an almost mistake. Can I, can I give you an almost mistake? Because it would have been a disaster. Um, You know, I always, I I am an expert in my field and people do come to me and I do coach them through, but there is, was this one time where somewhat, you know, I invested a lot of time and I was trying to make somebody something that they weren't. And I, I thought that I can change someone. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, you can't. And when you're looking for talent and when you're looking for people to work alongside you, you know, you can't be carrying the entire load. If you're the one carrying the entire load, you're doing it wrong because you're going to r- end up running into problems in the future. So I think I've had some almost mistakes where I really, really wanted to do some business deals and things with with some people. And of course, they ended up not working out because... I realized, you know, very quickly, you know, maybe you're just not the type of person I want to work with. And so it's, it's very hard to distinguish that, especially when you know these people and, you know, you, you have a lot of respect for them to make hard decisions and hard calls like that to, to end business relationships is a very, very tough decision. Um, And I think some people try to put band-aids on business relationships uh, when, really shouldn't, you know, when there's really deep wounds, like there's, there's things that cannot be corrected, there's things that will not work. Um, And so I would say, be very careful who you work with, because I've made, I've almost almost made some very, very bad decisions in who I work with. Um, Why why do
0: you think it's so difficult to rip off the bandaid, even when we know the relationship's not working?
1: I think, because you get so far, you know, you get so far down that road, where you feel like there's no turning back. And you've invested, in you know, it's kind of like when you're in a relationship for, uh, you know, a long-term relationship and you don't want to break up. Because you're like, well, then if I break up with this person, then, you know, all of those years will go down the drain. <laughs> but in all reality, you weren't meant to be with that person. So mm. it's just that point of moving on. And I feel like the business, the business world is very similar where um, people, you know, they've worked together for so long or they've, um, they've invested so much time and energy together that they they don't uh, end those business relationships when they should.
0: Yeah, I really get that. You know, sometimes you got to fire your ex, man. That's just, <laughs> that's just what it looks like, right? In business to startup nation, you just got to fire some of those clients. And I know what you're thinking. The reason why I think it's so difficult to rip off the band-aid is what you said, Randall. I also think it's because of the fear of, I don't want to do this all over again with someone exactly,
1: else. Exactly, exactly.
0: Right? And and mm-hmm. here's what's very interesting. That's a lie in our mind because if you choose the right person next time, you won't have to go through all that pain and misery with them. Agreed. It's actually Agreed. just the doors are going to open. Things are going to go smoothly because they're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for them. Agreed. All right, so let me do a quick uh, recap here. Startup Nation for you. Randall is dropping some wisdom explosions on you right now in your business and in your life. We're speaking with Randall Garcia. You could find him at RandallSGarcia.com. That's RandallSGarcia.com. So Randall's top three tips for you to make your first 100K or next is start with you. Start with you, don't just start with, I wanna build the business to X or whatever, but start with you, create a life plan. Go get that book, Living Forward, create a life plan, map out how many hours you wanna work, what is that thing you're so passionate about that God put inside of you that when you're not doing it, you feel like your life is empty and meaningless perhaps, right, start writing out your life plan, start with you. Tip number two, Randall says, is invest in yourself. That means hire coaches and mentors to call you out on your blind spots. And then some of you, I know this, you hire coaches and mentors, and then you don't give them permission to actually coach you. You get in their way and resist. I've seen it. I saw a live coaching call on uh, Facebook Live, and it was hilarious because this is a top-level Uh, coach for a huge national coaching company. And her whole business is coaching successful multimillionaires. And when she came on to be coached by this other top guy, she was the most resistant student you ever met, Randall. It was ridiculous. She kept blocking everything he was saying when he was calling out her blind spots and trying to help her. And she was being so non-coachable. So Startup Nation, invest in yourself, hire a coach and a mentor, and then show up humble. Humble and be coachable. I'm telling you, it's awesome. I'm doing it. Randall's doing it. It's a way of life. And then Randall's top uh, three tip, his number three tip is live with balance. Live with balance in your life. And what that looks like is don't just win in your business and crush it in your business, but win at home. Crush it at home. Win in your faith and your spirituality your body, mind, and spirit, right? So if you're winning, right, in business and making a ton of money, but you're overweight and feeling miserable physically, are you winning? You're not, right? And if you're, you've got your fitness down and you're this lean fighting machine and you're making a ton of money in your business, but then spiritually you have no relationship with your creator and you don't even know what this life is all about other than just grabbing that pleasure and money and, and success and all that, are you really winning? No, you got to align these. And then uh, Randall's number one mistake. He tried to change someone else rather than having them change themselves. It never works. works. When was the (laughs) last time you let someone try to change you? Seriously. (laughs) None of us do it. Randall, how'd I do on that recap? Anything you want to add?
1: Perfect. I would say, and then just focus. Once you've done your life plan and once you invest in yourself, you know, go towards your goals with all out fo- focus in a balanced way. You know, um, it's it's all about focusing in the areas that you want to win, balancing them and just taking one, uh, taking one step at a time, putting one foot in front of the other and just having consistency. Um, and I think over time, if you do it right, you, you know, you're going to be happy with your results. So
0: Love it. Startup Nation, Randall, gave you a bonus number four tip. Go all all
1: out, focus
0: on acting on your life plan. Because as I say it this way, ideas are everywhere. The money is in the execution. You got to execute. Absolutely. All right, Randall, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. It's just for fun. Don't overthink it. Are you ready, sir? Go ahead. All right. What's your favorite sound? Sound? Yes. (laughs) A violin. A violin. What's your least favorite sound?
1: Probably, oh, um, it's like scratching like a chalkboard or something.
0: (laughs) Got it. Randall, if you're being totally transparent right now and not trying to look good or avoid looking bad, what are you most afraid of?
1: Um, I think, yeah, that's it. that's a, uh, that's one that I don't come out and say often, but I would say a fear of being disrespected.
0: Hmm. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing your first year in business?
1: Um, trying to figure things out on my own without, <laughs> without asking for help. <laughs>
0: got it. And staying in this vulnerability and transparency place with me, what secret fear do you have about people?
1: Um, that they, they seem trustworthy, but maybe they really aren't.
0: Hmm. Got that. That's real. What do you wish you had learned sooner in your business?
1: To trust other people. I I felt like Superman and I need to trust other people sooner.
0: There you go. Right along
1: with my fear, right? Startup
0: nation, put down your cape and trust people. Entrepreneurship is not a solo sport. All right, Randall, what's a new habit you want to form?
1: Um, I would say it's going to be actually keeping a yearly routine and in, uh, in exercise. I only do it about a quarter, and then I fall off, and then I do it another quarter, 90 days, and then I fall off. I really need to, to do that.
0: Well, um, I see you right here on the podcast. You're out in the mountains with snow behind you walking around, so well done there. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is a bad habit you want to break?
1: Um. I would say, this sounds funny and it's maybe not the worst habit ever, but I would say I want to stop drinking coffee because I drink it way too much. I drink it throughout the day and I feel like it affects my sleep. So there you go.
0: <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now.
1: Um, motivated, um, balanced, and spiritual.
0: Got it. Pick three words to describe who you were your first year in business.
1: Confused, (laughs) alone, (laughs) and, um, self-conscious felt Mm. like I, 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 uh, I didn't want to be a failure. So I was very conscious about how other people perceived me.
0: Got that. And last question, if you could come back to life after you died and tell your family and friends and look your kids in the eyes and tell them only one piece of advice. What would you say to them?
1: Um, to go all out on finding God. Um, just concentrating on their spiritual life, making sure that God is the number one priority in their life.
0: Got it. Awesome. And being you threw out a bonus tip, I'm to throw out a bonus question, which I've never done before on this show. <laughs> Congratulations. You are the first, my friend. There you go. Tell me why. It is important to you and why you think it's important for me and Startup Nation to build our faith into our business, our spirituality into our business, to bring God into our business rather than leave him at the front door.
1: I believe that um, we that God is our creator and that we can never be closer to him than when we are creating. So when we are creating our business, we are actually closer to our creator because that is a, a very big attribute that he has and I believe that when we're being creative he's right there with us and if we take him out of that creative process we're missing out on our creator we're missing out on our ultimate creativity which comes from him the father of creativity of creation so I would never want to take him out of my business as I continue to create
0: I love that perspective. I've never heard that before. Few things surprised me, my friend. You just surprised me. No, that's fantastic. And interesting enough, I named my co-working space, my shared office rental company, co-creative for that reason. I made God the owner of the company and I realized that God gave us co-creative abilities, right? We're constantly creating in the world with him. And he's the source of all creation. I also look for all you spiritually driven entrepreneurs listening to the show right now. That's who I serve. If you look in the Bible, Jesus showed up where? In the marketplace more than any other place, more than the churches, the temples, the synagogues. He showed up in the marketplace with all the business people, the entrepreneurs like you. I think that's fantastic. And I think Randall is spot on. If you're trying to create something meaningful in the world and you're doing it without the creator of all creation, you're missing out on something. may not work. Just a
1: little bit. Just a little bit. Just a smidge. It's kind of like
0: a little blind spot that's the size of like, I don't know, New York City maybe. There you go. All right. Randall, thank you for being on the show. What's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you?
1: randallsgarcia.com dot or you can look me up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Randall S Garcia. That's R A N D A L L S Garcia, and uh, look forward to chatting with everybody.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And go ahead and take 15 seconds and tell us why, if uh, one of uh startup nation listeners wanted to work with you specifically, what benefit they would get from working with you and what you can actually, where can you take them from, from a to what?
1: Um, I believe that the starting with you, if you don't know what kind of business you want to run, you might be start coming up with a whole bunch of ideas. If you don't start with you, then you're going to be in big trouble down the road. So if you want to start with you and you want to dig deep within yourself so that you bring the best of your heart and soul out into the business world, you can definitely find me at RandallSGarcia.com. I can actually take you through my very own uh, life plan. Um, In the past several years, I've actually created my own online workshop on it's called the legacy life plan. And it does help you live with balance and lead with impact and hit all of the goals that you set for yourself. So uh, I can definitely help people um, who need that discipline, who need, you know, that life plan to go in the right direction. I can help you achieve that.
0: Startup Nation, aren't you glad I asked Randall that question? That just opened (laughs) a new possibility for you. Go ahead and hire Randall if he is resonating with you right now right? Bring on that coach. Randall could be that coach for you. Randall, thanks for joining us today. And I wish you God's peace, God's love, and God's transformation in your life. And I wish you your next 100K, sir.
1: Thanks, Joseph. Have a good one.
0: All right. Cheers. God bless. Bye. Bye. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with but won't admit. we got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.